The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. everybody and welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Gene Marks uh, talking from the Marks Group and I'm here with uh, my co-host and friend John Adaconis uh, from the Hartford. Hello, John. Hello. Glad to be there. John and I had a conversation about whether or not we should have chit chat on this podcast and we're like, you know what? We don't have anything to talk about. We just want to get right to the nuts and bolts, right? We're the least interesting people in the room. Yes. <laughs> the most interesting people are, are the guests that we have on today. Uh, and that's Matt and Asia Moore from Mad Donuts in White Plains, New York. And before I introduce you guys further and ask you guys to just describe what you're doing, uh, you know, we're going to be having a conversation about Instagram and Facebook with Matt and Asia. And uh, we've got a lot of reasons to um, learn from them. I mean, we on 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 their their Facebook account had almost about a thousand followers. Instagram has got almost twenty seven hundred followers, which is really dynamite for um, a donut shop. Is it a donut shop, Matt and Asia? Tell us a little bit about Mad Donuts. Just a little little history, how you got it started, and what you guys do now, and a little bit about the shop. Yeah, sure. I I'll give you that intro. The the donut. Concept started late in 2017 as just an idea. Um, Asia was encouraging me to think about other things to do, just to feel be a little more fulfilled. Uh, I guess you could say. Uh, and <laughs> I filled. thought, you know what? I love donuts. <laughs> or that, filled. Yeah, that was a donut joke. <laughs> exactly. This was one of the ideas that I thought because I love to cook, I love to bake, and I actually grew up. Um, having donuts that my grandmother would make for me. It was like a so it's like a childhood thing for me. It was something that I've always enjoyed. So I thought, well, let me work on a recipe and just start selling donuts at the farmer's market, which is uh, the White Plains Farmer's Market here in our town. So I started that and had no real expectations of where it would go. But my ultimate goal was to provide White Plains with a better option for donuts. My wife and I lived in New York City for about 10 years or so prior to moving to White Plains. And during that time, I enjoyed a lot of great food, including donuts. So once we moved to White Plains, it was a little disappointing that the Westchester area, north of New York City, did not have as many options. So that was a really big motivating factor for me to try to create an option that I wanted to have where I live and also just to provide another place that the community can can go to for a great coffee and donuts. So we did the farmer's market, and then eventually in November of this past year, 2019, we opened up a storefront in the Westchester Mall here in White Plains. We had a really great uh, working relationship with the uh, Simon Properties, which is the um, owner of the mall, uh, and they've really been great partners in help, helping us open this space. So now we're, we've been there since November, and we're continuing to look on ways we can be more sustainable, open up other places in Westchester so we can continue to, to provide this as a good option. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the new location. That's exciting. That is cool. Thank you. So I was I was just checking out your Instagram feed. So you're 
your products look incredible. I want to, I want to come and try all of them now. <laughs> but what I noticed is that it's, it's more than just kind of highlighting really beautifully made donuts. Um, it seems like you've done a lot to kind of tie back to, you know, you mentioned your farmer's market in the local community. Uh, I noticed some influencer partner events as well as even culturally relevant social donuts, like things you put up during pride month, but it just looks like you have a really kind of thought out curated approach to how you, you guys think about social It'd be great to hear about how, you know, when you have a product like food that that's usually kind of a gimme when it comes to people like pictures of food or they like to see people enjoying it. But you you have a very unique style to yours and kind of hearing about how you think about creating that feel on on social and kind of really creating that brand on social, I think would be interesting to learn a little bit more on. Yeah, I'll give that one to my wife. She's the brains behind that operation. <laughs> um, I think if you probably look at our Instagram uh, and go back into the archives, it's definitely been a journey over the past year, maybe two, where it started out pretty informal as we were making donuts initially in our home kitchen and selling things at the farmer's market. You'd see a lot of iPhone snaps and pictures from friends who, who were taking pictures of their food. You know, we professionalized into a commercial space and also, you know, a retail location. I think it became really apparent that if you want to convey that kind of professionalism, that you need to have professional photography be a part of, you know, the visual experience on Instagram. You know, luckily we had uh, a close friend who has a photography business and um, really let us, you know, kind of art direct our, our own shoots and kind of explain what um, our vision was for the donuts and the experience. And we did a lot of kind of collaborative photography um, with him. So we did have more stylized photos when we wanted to, you know, promote special events or um, special holidays. And uh, I think those are usually the posts that get a lot of engagement and people really respond to them when, you know, it's an extremely high quality, high resolution uh, photograph accompanying information that's interesting to them that they want to interact with. So what I also noticed is you've, you, it looks like your space is really designed to be a background for, for people capturing their own content as well. So I'm, I'm noticing the donuts and chill sign on the flower wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. That was definitely a conscious part of, you know, our culture today. It's, it's part of just what people do. You know, I, I do it myself and in, in, in my personal life when they're out and something's interesting. You know, you're constantly looking for your own content, your own food, your own experiences to share, you know, with your following. And I think we knew that we, we hoped that our space would be inviting and Instagrammable. If you do come into our shop, you'll see that that corner of it is always kind of sought after. People, you know, always want to sit there. Sometimes people don't even buy donuts. They just want to kind of come into the store, see what it's all about. It's Instagrammable, but it's also, I think, when you're in the shop, it feels comfortable and it feels inviting. And so it's kind of best of both worlds. You know, in addition to the signage, we also have purchased a lot of local artwork people that you know have influenced us you know, musically, culturally, uh, in the food world, in the art world, the music world, and kind of all of those things combined with the food can create a lot of moments that um, influencers, families, uh, people come into the store to kind of create their own content, which is cool. That's very cool. So, so Asia, tell me about, you mentioned influencers. Um, what, how do you use influencers? Do you use influencers? What impact do they have on the business? And do you find that um, it's, it's a worthwhile thing to engage with influencers? Sure. I mean, I think this is where, you know, a real 
partnership comes into play in terms of Matt and I, because he's the face of the business. He's the one who's out meeting people, making connections, making relationships. And, you know, he's done that with the influencer community. You know, some of our local food bloggers, local food groups on Facebook, where they've really embraced him and our product. And he's been responsible for maintaining that. And then I kind of take the baton and carry that forward on social, uh, make sure that, you know, we're interacting with the right influencers and that it's really an authentic experience because I think, you know, that's really what social media is all about is people are getting pushed a lot of images and a lot of messages. The only way that you're going to be successful and, you know, kind of cut through all that is if, you know, you're authentic, your brand's authentic, and you're having um, not just the right image put forward, but an influencer is saying that your product is good because it is and because they really think that, not because, uh, you know, you guys are both in it for likes or (laughs) some kind of just image conversation. That makes sense. And yet, strangely, there are no police officers among your influencers, which I thought, you know, they go hand in hand with donut shops. <laughs> just something it's to not keep... actually one of our one of my close friends is, is a police officer and he's been uh instrumental in uh <laughs> assisting us. And we've also had a lot of uh, fire department support. So Ah, okay. Uh, Fair enough. That's close enough. Thank you to first responders. <laughs> yeah, just 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 trying to come up with some more ideas for you. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. You have mostly photos, um, but you know, some videos. How do you, what recommendations do you have for people that are on Instagram uh, balancing between photos versus videos you know do you i'm sure you've experimented with both what have you found yeah i think video is hard and it's harder uh but it's definitely kind of the direction that um people are going in and probably something that we'll have to spend more time on going forward i think you're always trying to find the right mix of how much do our followers want to see us and matt and the kitchen and people in the store and customers and hear our voices And, you know, do they just want to see the donuts and do they just want information, you know, hours, you know, menu, would our account benefit from transforming more into like giving a lifestyle flavor because we are, you know, a family owned business. And, you know, that is a question that we get a lot. Are you a chain? And, and, you know, we have to kind of say, no, we're not. We're a family owned business. We are the mad and explain, explaining our story. So, I think video is a way to do that. And um, I think we, we haven't figured out the right mix of it, but I think it is something that's becoming more important. And, you know, whether that's Instagram Live, you know, people moving to kind of YouTube channels, trying to figure out TikTok, there's a lot of ways to go with video. I don't think we're necessarily there yet, but we're experimenting. What's interesting too, you just mentioned that you're a family owned business. So I get the M and the A, but who's the Who's the D in Mad? It's got to be Donuts, right? No, it's Daisy. That's actually our daughter. She's <laughs> six. And uh, yeah, so it's the M, the A, and the D. And my mother thought of the name, and she's so pleased with herself that we actually <laughs> listened to her idea. <laughs> but we, we are the Mad. That's awesome. And that's why there's also a little Daisy in our logo. And, then, and that's why there's flowers in the concept and the, and yeah. the score as well. Nice. So she's, she's part of the business. 
Absolutely. And she tells everyone about Daddy's Donuts. So she's actually <laughs> an ex- she's an influencer. <laughs> right. The best advocate you can have, probably. Um, but I think that, that goes back to your point, too, about, you know, really trying to stay authentic in your content, because I think there was a common theme, you know, through your website, through your story, you know, even to kind of how your idea came about was this family moment when you were younger. It, it's kind of bringing together what you've created as a family. Now, there's definitely the the theory or, or essence of artistry throughout the, the products that you, you have and the design of your your bakery. So I think that, you know, to me, it, it feels like a really big invitation into the brand and into your story and, and like something that can be really accessible for folks and that they probably really want to get behind quickly. I'd imagine you have a lot of fanfare kind of in your community and, and probably a pretty loyal fan base. Yeah, I would say so. I would say there's a lot of loyal people that are in our fan base. I think we're obviously trying to grow that fan base because even though it does look inviting, you know, we still get questions that we feel like we've answered. So it's always a challenge to try and create the message that's clear, concise, people get it the first time around. You know, it's it's a constant work in progress. You know, I, I think there's always gonna be questions and there's really not much you can do about it. And I mean and I mean really basic stuff like what are your hours? Where are you located? Not even so so much. I mean this is just scratching the surface to the, the brand. I mean, they're not even really getting much to the brand, but people have such basic informational questions that we use social media to try to answer. People see the great pictures, but then they have, they're not getting that basic information. So, you know, I think from my, my perspective, it's, you know, what, what's the best way to convey all of that information? Not to mention just getting the brand and the, the background across, but how do you just make sure you're kind of getting the right information across? And, and I think it's, it's still a challenge. How much effort do you guys put into this? I mean, it is, you know, there's so many other things that you guys have to do to run this business um, and running around. And here you are taking photos, posting on Instagram, and then I'm assuming, you know, responding to comments and, and, you know, so do you have any outside help? Are you guys doing this all internally? Um, And what, what, what type of investment, either dollars or time um, is being made here? The thing with social media is the more time you put into it, the more time you have to spend on it, right? Because yeah. the more posts, um, you know, you're doing, the more comments you get and, you know, or I'll do something kind of on a whim. Like if I have a spare, you know, few hours, I'll say, you know, oh, okay, let's do a and a and kind of open it up in our stories so people can ask questions and, you know, really kind of interact with people. And I underestimate, you know, how many questions I'm going to get or that I can even answer them. And, you know, Matt won't be home. And I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't know about, you know, where this flour came from or, um, you know, the ingredients in this specific recipe. And then uh, it becomes something that, you know, him and I need to collaborate on. But, you know, we both have quote unquote day jobs and, this still is a considerable amount, I think, of both of our time. So we're definitely spending 10 hours a week kind of planning out content, planning out posts, you know, also doing some, in addition to kind of the photography sessions, you also need to do, you know, some design on the posts themselves, you know, sort of rolling out a new menu, figuring out the right kind of like apps and software that you need to kind of design the post. So yeah, I think between the two of us, we definitely spend a lot of time on it, but we get a lot of benefit uh, from well, it as well. well. Well, that, yeah, that, that brings up just the, the sort of follow on question. You're spending 10 hours a week on this between the two of you guys. And I was just going to ask you, like, is it worth it? Like, say you shut down your Instagram account tomorrow and you just didn't spend the time doing that. 
Um, do you think that would have an impact on your business? Have, has there been substantive benefits? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think if we, um, you know, not just Instagram, but we're also, you know, we're active on Facebook and, you know, for example, you know, I think we're, we're members of um, Westchester Foodies, which is a, um, a local group you know, that has a lot of food enthusiasts participating in that group, not just uh, as a brand, but as individual people contributing content that isn't donut related, you know, because nobody just wants to, you know, have you pushing your brand down their throat all day, right? You know, you have to be an authentic member of a community in order to have them embrace you back. During our first week of business, we had the amount of people who came through the doors who said, you know, we heard about this from foodies. We've been following your journey through this foodies group. They've been repeat customers. We've also, you know, followed up on that relationship, you know, with coupons and trying to give them special kind of discounts to kind of enrich that relationship. So I think not cultivating Facebook and Instagram channels or not putting the time into it, you know, would definitely have an impact on our business because we also don't do a lot of other traditional marketing or advertising. You know, we're not in circulars or doing a lot of advertising. And so social media is the way that a lot of people have found out about us, you know, customer wise. And also I think media, there's been a lot of uh, the local media has been really supportive, kind of low hood, our local newspaper, Westchester magazine, local magazine, you know, have found out about us through social media and also have then written up our story and also kind of followed different journeys with us. So it's all been related. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your, your story with us. And I'm excited to, to eventually, I, I drive through Danbury and White Plains a lot. So I'm going to have to detour next time. Oh, better watch that. Stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll do just a quick recap for our listeners as well. So if, you know, if you're thinking of jumping on Facebook and Instagram, and a lot of our conversation today was on Instagram only because you guys, you guys do such a great job on Instagram and it's, it's really, it's a great account. So, you know, be professional and, and be authentic. Use, um, you know, use high quality photography, for example, don't, don't take this lightly and don't be amateurish when you're on any social media platform. Um, you know, I mean, you want to leverage your space. Uh, you guys have a great space and a specific space in your, in your shop and you're using that for photos and videos, which is great stuff. And also leverage, you know, influencers where you can. Um, I mention authenticity only because during, you know, this conversation, that word got mentioned a lot. And I think, you know, both Matt and Asia, you guys are big into making sure that your your communication messages are authentic to your community. And that's really important. Um, we talked a little bit about videos and you guys mostly take photos, mainly because videos are harder than photos, which is a, which is a great point and, and should be known for anybody that wants to take videos. They It can't be just a thing without putting some thought into it and again, making it quality. And remember that, like Asia had reminded us, the more time uh, that you put into your social media platforms, like an Instagram account or a Facebook account, uh, the more time you're then going to need to spend on your social media platforms because it it evolves and grows and um, and draws up resources. But like you both said, you spend about ten hours a week combined, and you know you say it provides a lot of benefits to to your business and you know increases your brand and your community. And I think that's really a great thing. Did I did I leave anything out? Is there any other takeaways that you think our audience should know about? Um, succeeding the, the way you guys have, you know, had on both Instagram and Facebook, Matt, Asia? No, I, I think 
covered all of them. I, I mean, I guess you initially mentioned some of our partnerships and some of the partnerships we've done with other businesses and, um, you know, with the community. And I would just say, you know, anybody else looking, you know, to increase their kind of social presence, you know, when you are entering into partnerships, you also have to kind of discuss that aspect of it with uh, the people that you're partnering with. You know, if is that a goal of theirs? Are you going to do shared posts? Um, you know, what are those posts going to then look like? You know, if it's going to be a, a, a focal point for you individually, it, it also, you know, should be when you're looking into partnerships and kind of expansions uh, because it would be important for that as well. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thanks again for spending your time with us today. It was great learning a little bit more about Mad Donuts. And for the audience out there, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead blog. You can check us out at sba.thehartford.com, and we'll see you next time. 